Welcome to Be Simply. Today we're going to connect to our roots and how we can respect ourselves by uh, engaging with food to nourish our mind, body, and heart center. Before we completely dive into this segment, I'd love for us just to connect to ourself and how you have been respecting yourself in regards to food. We are going to gently ease into this segment and then we'll come back and dive in. Coming 
Home by City and Color, and this is she with Food Alchemy connecting to our roots. And it might be possible that we lost the first four minutes of this segment, so we'll start here fresh. So I was sharing that some of you might be celebrating the new year in accord to the solar Gregorian calendar, and some of you may not even be familiar with what that means, Gregorian, and prior to that was the Julian calendar, and uh, there are traditions all through Asia that operate on the lunar calendar and in Native American traditions, and I believe in many other traditions tribes throughout the world. So no matter when you decide to start your new year, you could also opt for the birthday, the time that you came into this world uh, from your mother's womb as your new year. It's a time often that people reflect, celebrate, reconnect to who they are, and that oftentimes involves some food, some merriment, and then some resolutions. This year it's been interesting. A lot of people have been having a little fun tongue-in-cheek with the resolutions and what that means. And, you know, when we put these pressures on ourselves that we're going to lose weight, get in shape, it can feel ominous. And myself, uh, personally, I don't like to be told what to do. I don't think anyone does, let alone do I want to put some big pressure on myself that I have to get somewhere or some way. However, with that being said, I've set many goals for myself throughout my lifetime and met those goals, but that's because it was something deeper. It wasn't uh, just assigned to a specific day. It was I had that bubble up inside of me all of a sudden, hey, I wanted to run a marathon, so I trained and I ran the marathon. That's usually what happens. I uh, had the pleasure of having a friend a long time ago, a very special being, and he, over the course of his life, uh, younger years, gained 300 pounds. And at that point of him being at that full 
weight where he was 6'2", is 6'2", and uh, 300 pounds and decided he didn't want to be that way anymore. He actually couldn't exercise because there was so much weight and he was so tall uh, that he decided to walk and just eat salads for a year. That's something internal inside of him. It wasn't making a resolution and saying, I'm going to do this this way. It was all of a sudden the, the light bulb went off and he said, no more. I'm going to walk and I'm going to eat salads. And as soon as he could start moving and started to come back into balance and harmony with himself and respecting himself, then he could start moving more freely. And guess what? Then he started training on mountain bikes, road bikes, doing Ironman triathlons and found his center uh, through that process. So this theme for today is that level of respect. How can you respect yourself? We're coming off, especially for those that have been really indulging in the holidays, a time of a lot of merriment and a lot of indulgence. So that's why naturally everyone's wanting to uh, (laughs) clear out the fridge, clear out the closet and get moving again and get back to work. So if that's the case, why don't we approach it a little bit differently and say, how have I not been respecting myself over the last year or the last month or two months? Where have I formed habits that are not serving to me? And as I mentioned in the beginning is that if we respect ourselves, then guess what happens? That We start to respect the world around us a little bit differently. We respect our friends, our family, those that we're in relationship with. In addition... Uh, that's reciprocated right back at us. So when we're disrespectful, that's usually what we get back in turn. How this is impacted on food and our uh, global food market and economy is that if you're taking in and ingesting food that's not real, that's fake, that's altered, uh, you are feeding your body and asking your body to adapt to the situation. And sometimes this might be necessary, depending where you are, that you are taking in this food and your body is not going to feel respected because it was not designed to eat fake foods. There's plenty of food in nature. She's so gracious and abundant in everything that she offers that, you know, simplicity uh, can really bring us back to that home that I talked about at the beginning of this segment. So, right now, I'd like you to just ask self, um, am I comfortable in my physical dwelling and yes or no, just simple answer. Am I comfortable in my physical dwelling? And it's this isn't about a weight. This isn't about looking like a Barbie doll, so to speak. Uh, this isn't about trying to look anything other than how you were designed, how your body is shaped. A butterfly does not try to look like a zebra. This is really important in that matter of of really embracing who you are. If you're curvaceous, embrace it. And if you are really thin, embrace it. However you are is perfectly okay. You don't have to be the zebra. You don't have to be the butterfly. You don't have to be the bear or the inchworm. You can just be you. So this is exciting. So I want you to ask yourself, are you comfortable in your physical body? And if the answer is no, then ask yourself why. And then the next question I want you to ask yourself is, are you comfortable in your mind? Is your mind settled? And if the answer is no, ask yourself why. The third question I want you to ask is, is your emotional body 
comfortable? Are you comfortable with your emotions, your heart center? And if the answer is no, ask yourself why. Those three questions, mind, body, and heart, emotional center, are you comfortable in it? And see if you can come to the answer. We're going to listen to a little Xavier Rudd, Comfortable in My Skin. See if you can get to some good roots. This is going to give you a little bit of a map, a wayfinding of how you can move forward with your connection to respecting yourself with the food that you put into your body. And I'll disclose a little bit more when we return. Xavier Rudd with Comfortable in My Skin, and there you go. 
no suffering at all. This is that key. When we bring ourselves into harmony with our roots, uh, guess what? We are fully taken care of and we are comfortable in our skin. And that it allows us to step out into the world and fully engage in a much more present and aware manner and uh, then we can be of service to one another there are times uh, that are recorded in history especially down in Peru where the communities were completely in harmony they took care of one another there was no uh, mental illness there was no physical illness everyone was cared for and if anything became out of balance there were systems in place to keep that tribe in harmony and they were in service to one another not just their own tribe but local communities imagine if we took time out to really make sure that our sisters and our brothers and our neighbors were okay and that things stopped until that happened um that's not the case right now. However, I encourage each and every one of you, uh, because it's not necessarily so socially acceptable to start barging in on your neighbor if you're concerned about them, but there are ways that you can do that. And we'll talk a little bit later about how we can be in service to one another, especially how it's uh, reflective in food. So I asked you to reflect on the questions are you comfortable with the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, the heart center? These three things uh, really dictate, and I mean dictate, how we consume food on a daily basis. If we're not feeling mentally well, we can tend to acquiesce towards maybe the box of donuts in the coffee room. You know, one donut here or there is okay, but not all the time. Uh, then if we're not feeling emotionally well, we might look for that comfort food. And I touched a little bit on sometimes having a connection to a place on the planet that might not be a part of your ethnic upbringing, and we'll touch on that too. So the emotional dis-ease can lead us to consume things that are not in our highest and best. Sometimes those are very nourishing things uh, too that can bring us back into harmony, like the... Um, metaphorical chicken soup that feeds us and nourishes us back to wellness. We're wanting to connect back to the mother um, being nourished, and that's why we just instinctively do these things. And then if you're not feeling well in your physical body, this is the last sign of dis-ease, when the body is out of balance. This is when the sirens are going off. So in our Western culture and the modern societies, we are basically coming to a point in time on our planet that we're in reactive mode. We're in not proactive medicine. So there's a lot of trends right now coming back towards Chinese medicine, Ayurveda. Even if you look at how um, the Incans uh, handle things or any Native American tribe handled things, their, their diets were such that everything was in balance and harmony. There was no fake foods or substances that could bring everyone into disharmony because everyone was participating in the agricultural system. So when the body is out of balance, this is a big red flag for you to say, okay, something's going on. And it's not 
just the physical body. So in our Western medicine, we have created a culture, a training in medicine to compartmentalize, oh, the liver's dysfunctioning, but we're not going to look at rest of the system. That's the beauty of Chinese medicine. That's the beauty of even Ayurveda is they look at the holistic system. So no matter what you have going on in you, I encourage you to get that 360 view, the full picture to understand what's happening. And then take responsibility for the emotional and the mental subset that led you there. You might be in a job that's dysfunctional. You might be in a relationship that's dysfunctional. You might have not allowed yourself to heal from something traumatic that happened and have been placating yourself with different sets and setting to avoid having to look at those matters. This is what dictates how we eat every single day and how we show up. So if you're inspired, really get clear and take some time to write about, you know, what's going on in the mental, the emotional, and the physical body. And if you have signs, you know, go to a doctor. I'm not um, dishing on Western medicine. They both serve uh, West and East. They can merge together and support each other really well. But be, you know, your advocate. Be the one that researches for yourself. Ask the questions. And don't just do research on short written articles on the Internet, especially if you have a medical condition. Really go out there and do research that's been scientifically done. Look up the medical journals that are available or ask a doctor to help you look and do the reading and then say, how am I going to bring myself into harmony? And we can start with food. So simple ways to ask yourself, wow, I'm out of balance in my physical body. What's going on in my kitchen? Go ahead and open up your refrigerator, open your cupboards and see what's there. And then from there, say, how do I eat when I eat out? Do I eat too much? Am I eating when I'm emotionally upset or I'm mentally stressed? Do I take time to sit down and be still with my food? Once you have a good baseline of what's happening there, then you can take baby steps. You do not need to go on a crash diet. Please don't. You don't need to go on a 40-day cleanse. Please don't. The body's designed to do this for you. And if you're eating in harmony, it will be perfect. <laughs> so, And if you're in a 911 situation, that's different. You address it with a team of people to help you get out of 911. But if you're just working through life and you notice where you have your imbalances, take responsibility. Take responsibility in getting mentally, emotionally, and physically well. So once you do that evaluation with the, the physical body, then you can dive into the emotions and you ask yourself the question the next time you go for the chocolate bar, why am I grabbing this? Why am I eating this? Uh, is it a compulsion? Is it uh, avoiding something that's going on? Can I acknowledge it? You still might eat the chocolate bar, but as soon as you start to ask your questions to yourself, you'll start to become a little bit more honest. Mentally, if the mind is going rapidly, acknowledge when it is and avoid um, eating at that time, it's going to affect your digestion. It's going to affect uh, your day because uh, you're not going to necessarily make the best choices. And this may take some uh, proactive living to plan ahead a little bit. My parents are probably chuckling. But plan ahead in the sense that you have enough good food in the house, fruit available, veggies available, things. If you don't like these things, start to learn to get acquainted with Mother Nature. This was what we were designed to eat. We were not designed to eat ho-hos. And uh, have it readily available. And if you need some assistance, because maybe you're used to eating fast food, meaning fast food, that drive through thing that 
um, happens here on this planet, or you're used to eating uh, a lot of pre-made food and you don't take the time to make some food for yourself at home. These are the baby steps. Learn to nourish yourself. You're taking responsibility for yourself. You're saying, hey, I love myself enough to cook a meal for myself. I love myself enough to nourish myself with food that's good for me. I love myself enough to pay 49 cents for a banana versus 29 cents because that 49 cents banana per one, however it is, I'm just pulling these numbers out of the air, uh, isn't made um, genetically modified, it doesn't have chemicals on it, and it's going to nourish me differently than the one that's 20 cents less. Guess what? When you make these choices, you're going to spend less time at the doctor's office. You will have a much faster road to recovery. You'll eat less. You'll have more money actually in your pocketbook, and you will help shift our agricultural system and our global economics towards wellness and proactive living. No longer do we need to be in reactive living. So when you start to make these choices, you're signaling to yourself, I want to be in wellness. I'm going to make a choice that's better for me. I'm going to stop worrying about everyone else around me, and I'm going to be responsible for me. That's all each and every one of us can do. And bit by bit when we do that, then that's how these cultures that lived in harmony and took care of one another and took the responsibilities is because they were all committed to their wellness. They knew that that was their responsibility. It wasn't something that was dictated down to them. It was something that came up within them, similar to the story that I shared of um, my friend that was – 300 pounds too heavy and suddenly was inspired to do something about it. And that's where the inspiration comes from, from you, not something that's posted on a magazine, not something that's a food trend that maybe your friend likes to participate in. It comes up, bubbles up from within. So what I want us to do is uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper into respect and how we can honor ourselves uh, with the food that we eat. And what I would like you to do is to we ask the question, the three questions, and maybe you got to an answer or not about are you comfortable in that mind, body, or emotional heart center? And if the answer is no, why? And being honest with yourself. You don't have to have the solution. It takes time. And oftentimes where we have those emotional imbalances or traumas, all those things, it's going to take time because it's going to take courage to release that which you've been holding on to. The more that you commit to self, to take care of self, you'll be surprised at how supported you are. And then the world isn't so scary the opportunity to really uh, go out and be of service to yourself and others will arise effortlessly. So we're going to just listen to that word respect right now. And I want you to ask yourself, have you been respectful of yourself? Just overarching, and are you respectful of others? And if not, why? And what's going on there? Get to the roots of that. And again, this really does relay back to how we nourish ourselves emotionally, physically, mentally, and um, then spread out <laughs> into the world and everything you do. So we are going to listen to this song called Existence. And as you do, really think about that word respect. And when we come back, we'll dive into the soul layer of our being and how food uh, can really lead us back to our ethereal roots and why that's so important.
existence, that was a little Shilary sunshine, and I am the one I've been waiting for. So as we relate to the topic of food, which is really, this is our foundational need, um, the only things we really need really, really need our food, water, and shelter, and I would say probably human touch. But that is it. Um, this ability uh, to need anything else is truly just a want, and that's okay. But uh, you are the one that's uh, driving your destiny, and as soon as you realize it and own that power, the world begins to shift. And I'm really... Uh, an advocate for starting with food as a way to nourish yourself, bring yourself back to wellness, bring yourself back to center, taking that pause with self. Uh, and the word respect is what I led you into that segment with, is to think about are you respecting yourself and are you respecting others? And this can be a really an interesting dialogue, especially in you know the resurgence of peace, love, and happiness, and people um, kind of putting on that smile but not healing their wounds and pretending that everything's okay. This happened in the, the 50s post-nuclear World War II families, just turning the cheek, smile. We don't want to cause any more problems. Just let life be easy. Well, we got to be real with what's going on uh, in and around us and also honest with each other. So if you pretend to be uh, in wellness, but you're running to McDonald's three times a week, uh, you're probably not in wellness yet. That's okay. You might be inspired to work through that eating habit and then move into wellness. Uh, if you have compulsive eating issues, get help. Work with it. And then, you know, if you're inspired by food, uh, you might take that further in a different direction that's in respect of yourself and others. So when we look at that word respect, this is the simplest way because I hear more than not, especially when I'm working with people one-on-one, -on -one, so-and-so is so disrespectful and they want to demand respect from people uh, because they know they deserve it. We all deserve respect, right? However, uh, demanding it isn't going to usually fly and you might have been in those situations with a coworker or a boss or something that they're demanding respect and you don't really get so excited or inspired to give it. So we can start by respecting ourselves, showing ourselves respect, and then that radiates out. When it comes from wellness, not from any other condition, um, like I said, if you're having an eating compulsion or condition or uh, you have a tendency to be a little bit narcissistic, this is very rampant in our society, especially with social media the way it is. But you're just truly saying, gosh, I want to do right by my body. I'm given this vehicle and I want to eat right. I don't need to be overindulgent. So this is why in some of the um, yogic practices, if you look at the eight limbs of yoga, when you're practicing the holistic system similar to Chinese medicine Ayurveda, you are retiring the senses. You're not over-satiating your senses because what happens is that pulls us out of balance. If we eat a whole box of chocolates, uh, let's say, uh, that's going to pull us out of balance. You're going to have a big insulin surge and then a crash after that uh, physically, emotionally, and maybe even mentally. So 
let's take the word respect step by step and look at the body. One, ask yourself, have I been respecting myself with the food I eat? If the answer is no, how can you take baby steps? A simple way to practice this is, as I mentioned, look in the fridge, look in the pantry. If you have primarily um, frozen food, canned foods, uh, and not a lot of fresh produce, start there. And don't overbuy so you're not wasting. Go to the store, maybe buy a couple organic apples or citrus is in season right now if you're in the northern hemisphere. Buy local if you can and buy in season. If you don't know what the seasons are, you can look online. There's a lot of these um, opportunities here in Los Angeles. We have Farm Fresh to You, Beach City Greens. There's a lot of organic home delivery food systems so you can get locally grown what's in season, and then you can start to learn, wow, I didn't realize that uh, during the winter that's when all the citrus comes in in this region, and that's the time that I'm supposed to eat it. And then you can slowly, bit by bit, see if you can have a conversation with it. No, it's a little bit more difficult if to engage with the fresh foods when you've been eating fake foods, meaning uh, foods that aren't made fresh, that have a lot of synthetic materials in them or unknown materials in them. Your body's going to take some time to get back to knowing what whole foods are. Years ago when I was a lifeguard, I used to teach water aerobics, and I would tell, it was mainly seniors, I would have about 60 of them in the pool, and I would just say, just for 30 days, give up fast food. And then go get a big burger or fries and put it in your mouth and eat it and see how it tastes. And you will have a real quick understanding of what's going on there because you will feel the fats, the oils, and it won't taste the same as it did 30 days ago. These are simple ways that you can bring this in. So start with the fruits and veggies, just simple, just like a little kid. Find one that you like and start eating it. (laughs) Have fun with it. Uh, My kids like all different things. Their palates change and I uh, always like to make whatever their palate wants available to them so they can engage with it. And bit by bit over the years they've engaged in a wider range of fruits and vegetables and come back to ones that maybe they were burnt out on from their baby years. So From there, respecting yourself with the food, that's the simple practice. Just bring in some fresh fruits and veggies into your diet. Uh, Salad's another one if you're a meat eater. Uh, Bringing in lettuce, especially at the end of a meal, to help with digestion. That roughage helps move it. In the morning, you can bring this lettuce, this leafy greens in, or warm water with lemon to get the bowels moving. People do this with coffee. That's another fine way to get your bowels moving. You want everything coming in. In and out, <laughs> especially physically, emotionally, and mentally. So the next thing where we're going to respect ourselves is our mind. The simplest way to do this is to take some time to do nothing, silence, learning how to be still. I uh, have the opportunity to work at a center where people are struggling with obsessive compulsive disorders, eating disorders, and the hardest thing for them to do is to sit still. It's really challenging for them, and I'm always inspired by them when, you know, we can get through a class and each week they progress a little bit more um, with that stillness, and it's so rewarding to see uh, the inner work that they do. So sitting still is not easy, but let's say you take a train to work, you walk, uh, quiet the mind through the movement maybe and the walking. Uh, Take some five minutes to do nothing. Just be still. Be in you for a few minutes. Be here and see what happens. 
do five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, make it just a, a tradition that happens, and breathe with yourself. That's a great way to be respectful of your mind. You'll be more alert. You'll have better reaction times, more discernment skills. The couple, the pair to that is the stillness. Is the That's the yin energy, the feminine, the being in repose, slowing down. I like to remind the women in the world that you're not to run at Mach 3 speed or higher slow down <laughs> the next one is to acknowledge the yang energy in you the movement take time to walk run even the monks that live down the street from me every morning after their morning meditation they're up at sunrise walking every night at sunset they're walking you know they're not out doing iron mans but they're they're in their practice all day long but they're honoring the need for movement honor both and if you really move a lot maybe move a little less and sit a little bit more if you sit a lot move a little bit more and find that balance for you being that i i used to run distances long distances uh i can acknowledge from distance running hiking and walking that that clears the mind it's a really beautiful way to respect yourself and necessary for the physical body especially if you are recovering from any type of disease surgery or mental illness, that daily movement is going to be so important to you. Don't take it to a compulsion. Just take it to an easy practice, you know, 20 minutes. Start there. Uh, You don't have to be putting in lots of hours per week exercising unless you choose to. The third way to respect our heart center, our emotional center, is this is coupled with the voice. And this is one ingesting things, putting things into your mouth and your system goes back to the food that are healthy, that are going to nourish the body. It's not going to make the body work harder. How this affects the heart is your heart feels it. So if you've gone to a restaurant where the staff is angry, the chef's angry, when you ingest this, you're feeling their emotions. And it doesn't always feel so good uh, to do that. It can cause an upset stomach. So you want to be mindful of, one, where you dine, (laughs) and number two, uh, the mental state that you're in when you cook for yourself and or others. If you don't know how to cook, I really encourage you to learn. Uh, You can always contact me if you're in Southern California. I'm happy to uh, help people learn how to love being in the kitchen. And Uh, explore that and then explore being still with yourself feeding positive energy into your food and if you're not there that's okay find a local eatery a place that you know the the family that works there the chef and go there um, every once in a while to be nourished by their love there's a great place here locally uh, that the the woman makes homemade noodles it's dim sum and different um, influences of food but she brings out those noodles and it's really cute on the menu you can have home homemade noodles or you can buy packaged noodles the homemade ones are a little bit more expensive and i'm like there's hands down always go for the homemade noodles uh and her her hand delivery to the table is so sweet so when we do this uh, when we think about the energy that we're putting into the food we start to realize where we're not settled in the heart center where we haven't been respectful and how this ties to the throat is where we haven't been speaking where we haven't been authentic integral with our words and honest with others i've been having this reflection the past couple of days is that you know 
just because a large portion of our society is not well mentally or emotionally or physically, that those that are feeling strong do not have to uh, do what the the person with the disease in that moment is asking them to do, to really use that voice uh, in situations where if you've been in a relationship with someone that has an addictive personality or uh, emotional or mental hindrance right now, oftentimes the person that becomes an enabler just tries to make it easy, just be like that 1950 post World War II nucleus family, smile, we don't want to say anything, that's not going to assist our society in the long run. All it's going to do is create a lot of stuffing, and then we come back to that soul level, which is where we're going to conclude this segment on. So before we go there, we're going to take a little respite from my speaking, but I want you to think about have you been speaking your truth? Have you been nourishing the physical body? Have you been addressing emotionally what's going on? And has there been anything that you've been stuffing? The food, how it can support you in this process is that if you go back to foods that make you feel happy, joyful, bring back good memories, this can assist with the movement of that emotion, that heart center. If you go for food that's just empty, that you're just going to fill up on, you're going to feel empty at the end of it. So it's a choice in every moment. And there are some good whole foods I'm certain that you have a good memory of. My kids love apples. When they want to feel nourished, they ask for apples and peanut butter. That's the way that they um, come into this happy place, not only emotionally but physically and mentally. So we're going to think about um, our soul being and what cravings you might have from someplace that you have no idea where it comes from. It's not part of your ethnic makeup. It's not where you grew up, but you really like, let's say, food from India (laughs) and you don't know why. I want you just to uh, have some fun with it and... Uh, When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about this and how this craving can have um, medicine for you, uh, wisdom, and a remembrance. So while you're connecting to that, we're going to listen to a little uh, hallelujah, and we'll celebrate our soul when we come back. And it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this The fourth, the fifth, the minor
their tradition is everyone has a role and it's not being upheld in all cases out there, but it is still being upheld where, you know, one person is growing the agriculture that is typically the male's responsibility and then the women take all those resources and produce cornmeal, store it for winter, save every part, nothing goes to waste, and prepare that food for the community. This is the symbiotic relationship. There's no um, egos and uh, views pushed in there uh, in the sense that there's not women's rights saying, I'm not going to cook. In some societies, cooking is the highest, most beautiful thing that you can do for anyone because you're nourishing them. Not only are you nourishing their physical body, you're nourishing their mind and their soul. So if you can bring in that level of respect once you've identified where you need some little extra love or ready to do some inner work, really uh, think about what you want to bring forth to yourself in your daily life and how this impacts your neighbors. If you are inspired to cook, you can always cook a beautiful meal and you don't have to go putting any spells in there. Just cook it with love and share it. You can, my neighbors, we do this back and forth, make each other things, chocolate soups, meals, and share it. And that goes a long way. It feels really good to have that connectivity. And this might be that bridge that we take to get back into harmony with one another, having conversations, sharing a meal, or at least delivering one, and then that becomes that little footbridge, and then maybe you're inclined to sit down at the same table together. So soul, this big key that can reveal a lot to you. It can reveal why you might have some emotional, mental, or physical things going on. And as you really pay attention to where you might have those cravings and their cravings to maybe eat with your hands, my son does this or used to, uh, like they do in India. We never taught him this. He just came out eating that way, direct link to a past. And whenever he's eating Indian food from India, East India, he is joyous. So if you have this connection to a part of the world and it brings you great joy, connect with it. The great fortune of being a global community on planet Earth is in most major cities you can get any food that you like. Even I've been on uh, small islands in the Cycladic region of Greece and received Mexican food there because my soul was craving it after so many weeks of eating Greek food. So sometimes that happens, and what that does is it brings us home. It brings us back to center and brings us back to maybe a wellness that occurred in that lifetime. If you're having an aversion to something uh, or your body's not responding to it, uh, that's just to show where you're not in harmony. And you can just welcome in the foods by listening to what your body needs. I know when my body needs more kale or avocado or fresh fruit, citrus, I listen and then I nourish it with that. So the, by listening to the soul body, the spirit, however you want to refer to it, and those unexplainable cravings and love for certain regions in the world, listen to it and feed it, especially if you were born in a location that got transplanted. I'm an islander, and I love all those tropical fruits and would bathe myself in them if I could. So give yourself those a little bit. Um, can go a long way. That can be your uh, returning to home. Pick things that are nutritious. 
that can really bring you into harmony mentally, physically, and emotionally. So we're going to sign out with a little Michelle Demond, I Now I Walk in My Beauty, a beautiful being I met up on the Sunshine Coast. And this song, you know, when we're open to conversation and really asking someone about who they are, uh, you'd be surprised what happens. And this is what occurred meeting this beautiful musician over a cup of tea on a ferry landing on the Sunshine Coast. So may you walk in your beauty. May you be nourished physically, mentally, emotionally, and on a soul level. Until next time, this is she exiting out with a full smile, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. Mm -hmm.